2: Guys. Thanks for coming out, guys, I have like one announcement, which I never do, uh, Love It or Leave It is going to be at the Now Hear This Comedy Festival in New York on Friday, September 8th, and you can get tickets, great, thank you, thank you, thank you, for f- she just loves festivals, uh, and that's it, that's my only announcement, uh, let me bring out our panel she co-hosts the Rana and Beverly podcast, which is awesome. And you can see her on Veep, Jessica Chaffin. He has a brand new Netflix special. Rory Scovel tried stand-up for the first time. I watched it. It is hilarious. Rory Scovel. You know him from the League Veep, and how did this get made? Paul Shear. MAGA.
0: Fair enough, fair enough.
3: I stand
4: corrected. Gotta finally
5: get on this show and talk some sense into you liberal assholes. Fucking serve you up some slice of reality pie.
2: We're already having so much fun. Okay, let's get into it. What a week. Uh... Trump Care, the Senate version. I, yes,
4: boo all you want. Ah, uh, give it a chance. <laughs> I'm with Paul on this one.
2: I like
5: it because it's brief, only 142 pages. They figured it out. It's shorter than a John Grisham
2: novel.
4: <laughs>
2: but more people die. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> uh, so. After a very secretive process, the bill is finally loose. It is in the wild. Uh, let's start with the substance. So th- for the most part, you know, the basics are still the same. It's a massive tax cut for the wealthy to pay for benefits cuts. They kind of adjusted some of the benefit cuts. So one thing they did is they pushed the rollback of Medicaid later, but they made it steeper. Interesting. Uh, so some changes to... way. Pre- away. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Losing healthcare on layaway. Yeah. Uh, so the Medicaid is phased out uh, in the new Senate bill between 2021 and 2023, but the cuts are more drastic. Uh, a study just came out that said the Senate bill could result in 18,000 to 28,000 deaths by 2026. Can I ask a question about this? Because even in hearing that, I feel like people don't take in
5: that thought. Like, you they're like, I'm healthy, great. and And I don't think that anyone like well, not going to death isn't going to happen to me so I'm fine and I think there is a like a real disconnect to those things like oh yeah what can you do but
2: like and it's like, that's I think it makes the hardest thing to understand this bill well it's also it's such a dramatic thing to say out loud so Bernie Sanders tweeted this earlier today, said that this very study could lead to, you know, dramatic numbers of people will die as a result of this bill becoming law, and Senator Orrin Hatch, who is, I believe, one of the people who was, uh, at the very least, working on this bill, uh, who was confronted by Claire McCaskill for how the process was not public, said, it was only a week, but once again, we're back to accusing each other of things like this.
3: (laughs) And... But I think those two things are the inverse of each other. Like I, like, I think it's the same as that thing. I'll be perfectly blunt about this, which is where you're like, why do poor people vote for rich people? And it's because they believe they could be a millionaire someday because this is Amer- America and that day could be tomorrow.
5: Joe the plumber.
3: And so t- I mean kind of
5: the biggest
4: <laughs> plumber of all time
3: but the hottest yeah. plumber of
5: all time the <laughs> third
4: <laughs> most famous plumber after but Mario I knew Brothers. I knew, who, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> We locked fucking
2: eyes uh,
0: and we knew. We, knew we knew that we were
2: talking about Mario and his brother Luigi <laughs> uh, Sorry was, no, not but at I all. but I will but ask I, this I, I look, think it's the, was uh, Wario the same a plumber? Thing.
3: Where you're like, well, I just all make of these sure. people could die and you say it's not you. You think yeah. it's not you. I, I, I'm a millionaire <laughs> and I'll never die. Welcome to America. It's
2: a beautiful country. Well, it's also we're just really bad at small amounts of distributed misery. Like right. sort of adding it's up the toll of right. that. Right, this is in
3: Europe where people are like, I'm going to die tomorrow anyway, so we should fuck. <laughs> Like, like th- that's a way to do it, too.
2: I feel like I did not make we the should. most out of my backpacking.
3: <laughs> no, no, that deal is only offered to Europeans
5: in, uh, if you between put a themselves. Baguette,
3: if
2: you put a baguette in
5: your backpack, that means that you're down to fuck. It's like furries <laughs> and wearing one of those tails.
4: Yeah. There is no greater question that we will hear tonight than is, was Wario a bomber?
5: <laughs> <laughs> And that's what mainstream media is not getting out there. Thank you. What is Wario doing? Clearly, he had some sort of competition aspect with his brother. I think they share professions. Thank you. Well,
3: Luigi's thank an artist, you. and Mario's the marketing guy. I think we all know.
2: Well, that. Luigi wants to be an artist, but he's not really being supported because he's needed <laughs> on the job.
3: If you've been to Italy, it all makes sense. The whole game makes sense. So I think
2: we've By run the this way, healthcare <laughs> topic to ground. <laughs>
3: but I think this
2: no, is no, no. to me,
5: this is how I I want and I struggle to want to understand the healthcare debate in a, in a more substantive way. Like I understand like
2: when people give me bullet points, I'm like, wow, wow, wow. But anytime I start to read into it, I'm like, I get, lo- I, I, I get so lost in it. healthcare is a tough issue because none of us want to talk about it, right? We don't want to talk about the fact that we're going to get sick and we're... You know, there was a a doctor asked this room full of doctors and said, how many of you uh, want to grow old slowly and slowly lose all your faculties and need round-the-clock care until the moment that you die? And obviously no one raised their hand. He's like, oh, so sudden death at 50 then. You know, it's, right. there's, not a lot of good, there's not a lot of good options. We're all going to need health care. We're all going to pay for the health care. And, and so there's two things going on with how the Republicans are selling the bill. One is they, they just don't accept or refer to the fact that there are trade-offs. That if you're going to cut the spending by $800 billion to pay for a tax cut, there's going to be worse care. And then what you see what happens on Fox News, which is Fox News just doesn't cover it. Right? They just don't go into the details of this issue. They spend more time mocking liberals for saying things like 18,000 to 26,000 people may die as a result of the bill passing. And how hyperbolic that is without saying, well, hold on a second. You know what actually is going on, and in, in this actual bill. Well,
5: I think the thing that drives me so crazy, and I know it's like a, a very broad target to hit, but it's a hypocrisy. Because like when Obamacare was going through, it was death panels, death panels, and now it's like, well, come on, guys, but this, you know, like that. Now you're being outlandish. Like, and I think things get locked in as, like abs, like absolutes. It's sort of like. Oh, that's ridiculous. We can't even think about that. But there are
2: real issues, and we're not talking about them anymore. We're not talk- well, they also, there's also another bait and switch, which is there are problems with Obamacare, right? It's not a perfect system. There are places where insurers have pulled out of the markets. Which
3: he says himself and said from the beginning.
2: Absolutely, and which Trump's Trump administration is trying on purpose to make worse, which is just a form of cruel sabotage that we've really not seen the likes of before. Terrific. Uh, but... So when they say things like, we're going to put you back in charge, we're going to get rid of these onerous, oner, onerous regulations, uh, we're going to make it possible for you to get more affordable plans, all of that has absolutely nothing to do with the majority of what this bill does. It's not really a health care bill, it's a tax cut bill, yeah. and it's a Medicaid cut bill. Would, would you call it a wealth care bill? You know what, Paul? <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. So I obviously came up with this term. <laughs> Which is wealth care. Now, I don't... Look, you guys aren't necessarily like people that were like, I worked on campaigns, so let me tell you the idea behind it. (laughs) Uh, It rhymes with health care. And the thing that we're trying to evoke is... just a letter. Just one letter different. And the thing that we're trying to evoke is, this is a bill that cares for wealth, (laughs) not a bill that cares for health. And we think if we can get people to make that connection... Make that turn. Maybe they'll understand why this bill is not such a good idea. So here's where the bill is now. It's out. It's in the wild. uh, No longer under the protection of Mitch McConnell. Immediately, four conservative senators came out against it. Cruz, Johnson, Rand Paul, and Mike Lee, uh, all saying it doesn't go far enough to repeal. That's a bit of a... I would not count on those people. uh, Because when push comes to shove, passing the Senate bill does take the country in the direction they want to go. It, is, it, turns, it, it, it will steeply cut Medicaid. It will uh, make it possible for states to allow people to opt, allow insurance companies to opt out of things like pre-existing conditions and all the rest. So we don't have to count on them. It's probably a lot of posturing because they know that there's a few, let's not call them moderates, but people that could, nece- could possibly vote against this, Republicans that are uh, worried that the bill is too draconian, they're trying to sort of pin Mitch McConnell in the middle.
5: Well, can I ask a question here? Are we just going to get into a cycle where we just start chasing our tail? It's like, all right, so say this bill passes. Then Democrats get in. They repeal this bill. And then Republicans get in. and they repeal this bill. And it's always like pushing, it's just pushing the ball down the field because a lot of this doesn't even take place for a
2: handful of years, right? Like, Yeah, so one thing that would happen if this were to pass is we would spend the next two years and then the next presidential campaign talking about the need to, whether it's restore... Uh, The Medicaid cuts restore some version of Obamacare or more likely advocating for some kind of public option single payer, Medicare for all. There'll be a big debate about what that'll look like and how to pay for it and all the rest, but Democrats will have a really powerful platform to run on, which, which is these people took away healthcare for tens of millions of people. We want to bring something else back. But, you know, we had Nancy Pelosi on the podcast, and she said something which I, 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 take, I take her at a word. I think this is sincere, which is we don't want the issue. We'd rather save the right. healthcare bill, and I know that you're not saying the opposite of that.
5: Are we ever going to have a system that can actually work if we keep on... Repealing, pulling back, like because no, we, we're not never we're,
2: we're going to get into a system that's so politicized. So here's the good. This news. is the I big think, issue. No, I think here's the good news about that, which is there is a big change that has already happened with the passage of Obamacare. Republicans cannot pass a law by telling the truth, which is. We don't believe the government has a role in making sure that everybody has health care. So you have to have Donald Trump go out there and say, everybody's going to be covered and Medicaid's going to be fine. And, and so they've kind of seeded a big part of this argument. You know, you look at this Senate bill and the conservative critique is that from like a Mike Lee or a Ted Cruz is not uh, totally unfair. It is Obamacare light. You know, it strips down a lot of the expansion and it cuts Medicaid. It uh, makes the subsidies less generous. It makes it possible for insurance companies to get rid of some of the consumer protections we had before. But it's still subsidies. It's still some protection. They've they, Even in the way they've crafted this bill, they have conceded a big part of the argument. So that's a really positive sign. Obviously, it's no comfort to the people that will be hurt by the passage of this, uh, which I think brings to, brings us to the people that have a chance to actually stop this. So,
3: so, so what happens when it goes to the Congressional Budget Office?
2: So that's what we're waiting on. On uh, Monday or Tuesday, we will get a score from the Congressional Budget Office Uh, We will find out. So I I believe the final House bill, I think it was 23 or 24 million people, would lose coverage. Uh, We will find out that this number is probably going to be slightly lower, right? That's been their whole plan all along. We don't know. Uh, And we also don't know if we're going to find out that it's not deficit neutral and all the other things that Mitch McConnell needs for it to pass. But on Monday or Tuesday, we will get that kind of score. And then he's been pushing for a vote on Thursday – these are the senators that are that are that have already expressed concern. <laughs> Dean Heller said it's simply not the answer. I'm announcing today that in this form, I simply will not support it. He also said a lot of other negative things about the bill that were to flip on would just create attack ad after attack ad. So we have to be hopeful. These people are all looking for some kind of a fig leaf to get to yes. They're all terrified of money being spent against them. But we should be hopeful on Dean Heller, but while keeping the pressure on him. Lisa Murkowski. Uh, she hears what she said before it came out. I'm not a reporter. I'm not a lobbyist, so I've seen nothing. So she's not loving the process. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shelly Moore Capito, out of West Virginia. There's something that's a new name. She's she's fresh and new. She's yeah. new on the block. Exciting uh, to take a moment. Uh, she's still for her, on her isn't first. It? First her first album. solo her first
3: broadway solo um,
2: yeah she uh, she's stepping I'm,
3: into the light a little I don't bit. have a name for an album for her
2: uh so so she said she so she's still the- she's on the fence shelly more shelly more capito is on the fence convince me she jeff does. flake says that's a quick deadline but we're trying uh and then the few of the right wingers had their own objections too uh so the one thing that we're asking, just anyone who's listening to this, is to go to uh, trumpcare10.org crooked. There's a lovely video of, John, of Tommy and I. Did you guys already see that video? You guys are on it. But if you go to trumpcare10.org crooked, there are tools there for contacting the 10 Republicans who might possibly either vote no or delay this thing. And John, you should remind people it's 10-T-E-N, not just the number 10.
5: (laughs) Just because you're telling this and people can't see the screen, I would type in 10, the number 10.
2: I want to tell you something, Paul. That's so right, and you're so okay. smart. And it never occurred to us, and we've been saying it on podcast <laughs> after podcast. <laughs> Who knows how many people were losing yeah. to some some crappy fake Fucking ad numbers. site, and they're gone. They're not helping. They're onto so the on to the next thing. I don't you. take. Well, I, cares
4: on
3: you, huh?
4: I would not be happy with any listeners who, who are like, you know what I listen to and where I fucking really dive in? But when it comes to troubleshooting, <laughs> if it's not the number 10, I try zero <laughs> other options. <laughs> <laughs> I literally do not have another path. And I walk away. Link, I, walk I away. have
5: people, I walk <laughs> away. people who listen
4: and they go, I am such a fan of
5: your podcast. You know what you should do? Geely, look, we've done it. If you just typed in our podcast name and Geely, it would pop up. People don't go the extra distance. (laughs) you got
2: to tell them, spell out 10. People respond to episodes saying we should have someone on who is in that episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying anybody here would do that. You should totally have Nancy Pelosi on.
3: Does the capitalization matter?
2: No. You know what, though? Earlier today, it technically did, and we fixed it. Oh, (laughs) Oh no. It's like, oh
5: no. I don't want to talk about it. Oh no. You should to... have just named it shipburger.com and people would have just done blah, 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 bang, done. <laughs> we should have done that. <laughs> I got to tell you,
2: I'm like, Paul is clinching a brainstorm. That's what I'm learning. <laughs> That's what I'm learning. Uh, so, anyway, we're working with Indivisible on this, and you go and there's tools and scripts and things. You could even email like legislative staffers and like, that's annoying to this. I people. did go That's on there. one of the scripts was for uh, just
5: like an August Wilson play. And uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and,
2: and I really didn't move my s-
5: local senator. They were like, oh, wow. All right. Wow, this is, this. Um, yeah. this, is, this is
2: tense about yeah. <laughs> small town life. <laughs> <laughs> wow, fences really got to me. I never watched a Denzel
5: Washington film and I, I think it really had something to say.
2: In conclusion, the Senate bill is not good. We have a very small window to stop it. Make these fuckers cancel their vacation. That's what I say. I,
3: I agree. So our only hope is stopping the, is is encouraging those four people.
2: Uh, so there's a couple things that can happen. Oh, and the other thing too is you can encourage your Democratic senators, if you live in a Democratic state, to do everything in their power, which means filibuster by amendment and other tools they can, because uh, we can either shut this thing down if they don't have the 51 votes, uh, the 50 votes they need to proceed, or we can ideally get this thing slowed down and delayed. And if these senators have to go home for a recess. You know, Capito's a great example. There's a video circulating that you should check out. A lot of people have been tweeting it of her confronted by a lovely woman basically saying, my daughter daughter depends on the Affordable Care Act. Please extend it. And, you know, West Virginia... Because we're going to talk to Joe Manchin on Ponce of America on Monday, we were looking at some of the numbers about how, just how much Medicaid, the Medicaid expansion affects places like West Virginia. They saw a 59% increase in Medicaid as a result. I think about a third of the people in West Virginia take advantage of Medicaid in one way or another. And this is something that would gut Medicaid and throw so many of her people uh, off of healthcare and it would just be unconscionable for her to support it. So I really think that the pressure on these kinds but of people But that's such can work. a
3: confusing moment for that state because of Trump's 22 person coal mining initiative. I know it's I know it's 70,000 jobs. I apologize for not using the exact number.
2: So now but that's wanna, a big number to you.
3: Yeah. It's also a state that's totally ravaged by the opioid problem, and that is a tough moment.
2: Well, the opioid, that's another example. So, uh, the majority. I want majority my Medicaid if I'm get, on pills. Right, the majority. Well, it's not a. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, it's, I do. <laughs> not I'm a, not paying uh, full that, price that, on the street
3: for drugs. That's funny. There
2: are a lo- <laughs> You know, when people talk about how Medicaid helps with the opioid crisis, about, it's about treatment for it. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was a get some. Oh. I actually
3: think I, it's I, both. I'm, I'm both. saying it's I about know? where you yeah. are on the journey.
2: I actually am now realizing... Never mind.
3: As an American, I'd like to have the benefits for both.
2: We're now realizing in this moment that Medicaid is both the way a lot of people get access to opiates and and then later procure treatment for opiate addiction. So that's not great. When we come back, (laughs) a segment called OK Stop.
0: (laughs) Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up
1: guys it's been a rough year it's gonna get rougher and you deserve a little treat for not going insane yet you could head to the local tiki bar and tell the bartender do your worst
2: This week on OK Stop, uh, Tucker Carlson uh, had an immigration activist on to discuss the admittance of undocumented students into the University of California schools. And it was an interesting conversation. Tucker Carlson does his favorite thing, which is kind of makes this, huh? <laughs> he kind of freezes in a, huh? And then, and then reacts.
7: So let's, let's roll the clip. You still have a situation where American citizens are explicitly capped in illegal aliens or not. So, like, why wouldn't, as long as we're capping the percentage of a kind of person who can be at the school, why wouldn't you go ahead and give preference to Americans over people who are here illegally? Like, why wouldn't you think that way? I don't understand.
6: Well, I think you're comparing apples to oranges, and that's where I think that's where maybe you're, you're, you lack the understanding for this because uh, you know, the students that are the undocumented students <laughs> that can go to text to uh, California schools are considered residents of California and they've established residency by living in California for three years or longer, and they've established residence Stop. by.
5: I do like when a prepared guest comes on these shows. Like, I feel like. Good for you. You knew that you were coming on this show, and you fucking had your slam ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't come on there and not expect to be attacked for this. You need to go. I I love that. Like, when they used to serve up Bill O'Reilly, too, but he would just then talk over them nonstop. Well, yeah, and so Tucker
2: is about to make his fuck you face. Right.
4: But this what? Is, <laughs> That's what he learned. But, but, but what are oranges? But this is also, <laughs> this is the
2: definition
3: of elitism in a way, which is that I, presumably these immigrants are allowed into, into the system because they've earned their place. And what he's saying is that Californians or Americans should have preference over that. And it's like, are you running an institution where you want the smartest people who are going to succeed?
2: Well, or do you just want Americans? Well, what he's, what he's also doing is... And why is, do you
3: take foreign students that pay five times the tuition?
2: Well, so so it's they're paying in-state tuition. So the issue here is that California had a rule. And it said, we preference residents of California... For our local for our state schools and if you are a, a non-california resident there's a cap on the number of people that can get in separately california had a rule that says kids who grew up here spent years here uh can't can apply to college and attend as residents they're they're paying taxes you know uh, uh they'll get to this later but but uh undocumented immigrants pay taxes and so this is for what, what we call the dreamers to go to college and they're people that lived in California and went to high school in California and applied to college like any other California student and didn't make the decision to come here illegally, and then they, get, they go to college like anybody else. The bait and switch here is saying, oh, well, if a, a Missourian or somebody else wants to go, they're citizens, and they're getting capped, but these undocumented immigrants are being capped. That's sort of the issue that they're trying to sort of stir up. That's the apples and the oranges. Wow.
6: Graduating from a, hey, from a California residence, from a California high school, may which not means understand. they are— California the, residents.
7: I, I get it. But, but since we're informing each other about the facts, California is not a country. It's a state. It's one of 50 of those. It's part of the United States. Mm-hmm. And people who are here illegally... Stop. Is this misogynistic at
5: all?
4: <laughs> now, wait. Hold it's, on. It's super rude to on. Puerto
3: Rico. I'll tell in you that much.
4: In a world of fake news, he's just simply stating basic facts about things. And it's... <laughs> Killing a lot of time, and soon he'll have to end the, the discussion, and he's he won't also get his, anymore. He's also
3: wearing his rep tie while he does it.
4: It's also on a planet uh, called Earth, and we float in the universe. And anyways, that's our time. Thank you for coming on the show.
7: In one state are illegal in all states because they're not U.S. citizens. So again, isn't it fair for a state school, a government school to put its own citizens first. Isn't that why we have governments? So they can look out for their okay, citizens. Okay, stop.
2: That's just one little little trick there, right? A government school, it's a California school. So it's the state of California deciding that residents of California get preference over people that live in other states. It has nothing to do with illegal immigration, but they want the issue. They want to stir up the issue.
3: Which is an interesting moment when you talk about decentralizing power versus central, like federal versus state power. That when it suits them, they do what they want. Yeah. That's right.
6: We know, and I think your viewers would agree. For the moment. States have certain states By the way, stop. Have...
5: You can't see this, but her title, it's her name, and it says former illegal immigrant <laughs> is her title, her Otherwise known title. as
3: American Citizen. Yeah.
5: <laughs> former illegal, that is, that is. That is Fox News right there in a
6: nutshell. Former illegal immigrant. Right, right? And states have... St- okay, the,
4: stop. But isn't that kind of all of our titles? <laughs> <laughs> so again, I really hate to be on Tucker's
6: side here. <laughs> ...to pass laws in those states, and California passed AB 540, which is the law that allows undocumented students to attend public universities and pay in-state tuition. This law was passed in 2001 with overwhelming support. So in that sense, the residents of California have spoken.
7: I figured out the rhetorical trick you're using. I'm a little so-so, it took me a while. You're using the term resident, which is different from citizen. A resident is just someone who happens to be somewhere at a moment.
0: Okay, stop.
2: That's not true. (laughs) That's not what it means. I, I, you, you go all kinds of places, you're not a resident. I'm not a resident of Harry's Auto. I dropped my car off there this morning. I'm not a resident of Maine. I visited there for a wedding. It's stupid. It's a stupid thing to say. But he's slow. I'm just catching
4: up on oh, <laughs> shucks, Tucker.
3: His tie knot looks like a string on a balloon, I just want to say. For the people that are watching. But you know, what
4: I do like is yeah. that his... his Improvisation of what the definition of resident is was so bad that you, in his brain he was like, "This is not flying." You could see him like, "No, but this a resident th- is someone who's in a place at a time when a thing happens, and that's not a citizen." This,
3: this whole thing feels like a show that wasn't ready for Bill O'Reilly to quit. That's all I'm saying, <laughs> or to get fired. They're like, "We have to do things now. They need them now."
7: Resident of Buenos Aires on vacation
6: and. To be, oh, live to somewhere, be completely but you're not clear citizen. about what I'm saying is that in order to be a resident in California, to pay in-state tuition at these institutions, you have to have lived in California for three years or more, and you have to have graduated from a California school. And by the way, the UC system is subsidized by taxpayers. Undocumented people oh, in I'm California aware. pay $3 billion every year in taxes. Okay, stop. So,
2: as long as we're just on the subject of Fox News chyrons, should also mention it now just says campus craziness. <laughs> campus craziness. It makes and sense. And take that much they more than that get in the services, as you know.
7: Which is is I mean, if look, if, if you want to have a math argument with me, I will win on that. I can promise you. Uh, uh, have very okay, stop. Okay, <laughs> stop.
5: Challenge him to a math <laughs> argument. Let's get him going.
3: Like, most I people, know it's a dumb most thing. Most people don't know this, but Tucker Carlson moonlights at JPL when he's not doing this. <laughs> I, he, he taught can my, calculate that moon trajectory from class. hidden figures so fast. <laughs> also, it's him. driving me crazy that there's no period after Univ of California, but they seem to have paid attention to the rest of the But program. I just
5: have one question, too. Isn't this the same thing in all state schools? All state schools pre- like give preferential treatment to people in the state... That live in the
2: state, yeah. over anybody else. It's not like uniquely Californian. No, the thing that the what he is talking about is two. He's put he's smushing two things together. Yeah, he's smushing the idea of to out smush. of state tuition and caps as it exists everywhere, and California passed a a, a yeah. law that said uh, dreamers to go uh, yeah, to yeah, go to he's high trying school. Trying to
3: stick it to the island, because I, because <laughs> you know what he
2: won't do. So they 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 love to to have this kind of a conversation you're putting american citizens at the back of the line but what you wouldn't get Tucker to ever say in a million years is he want somebody who came to this country when they were 3 years old went to school all the way up graduate apply to college in their state in their state uh, to pay in-state tuition, and that's when they find out they're undocumented, that they can't go to college, that they have no future. Does that, is that, that's what he wants. That's the answer. Right. That's what that, because that, if, if that's what you think should happen, you should just fucking say it. But, of course, they can't because all they want to do is just rile people up and get them excited. So like, oh, my go? God, I can't put, believe it. No, a kid from Michigan no. but can't also, go because some I, kid –
3: But also if you're an actual social Darwinist, this is the most opposite argument that you should ever have. Because the thing that you should want is the person that came here climbing over a fence and spent their entire life building every every inch of their life to the point that they are admitted to UCLA or UC Irvine or any of these places and that they want to better the country that has given them the life that they didn't have. It is only good for this country. There's not one ounce of this that is the opposite of that.
4: And I just to jump in here, because you said he won't say it, but I would like to point out he clearly did because right here... It said campus craziness, and so he did make that point earlier. But, but so. as soon
3: as she made a good point, it changed to Tucker Carlson tonight.
4: My fa- yeah, my favorite <laughs> it thing was is like, that. Let's
3: dial it back What you
4: can't see as soon as he said he challenged her to a math argument, her reaction is so perfect. She's like, ah, "You're like, you're just a etch a, a sketch of man. yourself. <laughs> yeah. You etch a sketch yourself, and you're like, this is as good as me." <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh, cool. Question. Do you think there is a meaningful <laughs> difference between someone who's here illegally and someone who is a citizen? You call them, we're all residents here, but some residents can, I don't know, vote, own firearms, and some can't. That's a meaningful distinction. Do you acknowledge that distinction, or is it all just nonsense? Yeah, to but you? that's
6: not what we're talking about here, yeah. right? Like I came on the show to talk about <laughs> this law in California <laughs> and whether it discriminates well, against to get you to something citizens because
7: it's interesting. It
6: doesn't. Right, like it doesn't discriminate. Oh, it against, doesn't. Uh, it's like affirmative action. Sense.
7: We're all winners, except some more than others. Right, I love it. Thank you
6: so much well, for joining us. And we're talking about affirmative action. That's a completely. I hope
7: you'll come on for that because I'm sure you will tell us we have people. Everybody wins.
6: <laughs> he is like, oh my god, a, he
2: is such a clown. It's just not great, guys. This not is a the fan. result
3: of what happens when a person does not get cast in the sequel to Animal House.
4: <laughs> right.
3: That's what we're looking at. That's like he grew up at. and
4: he was like, "That's who I want to be." Yeah. Everyone else is like, "I want to be in this they other fraternity." He's like, we're he was doing like a sequel "Not me." And we're not
3: <laughs> using you. And he, he was saw, like, "I'm gonna go get a talk show." <laughs> yeah. He
2: saw the movie Animal House and he thought it was about a group of great guys who get abused yeah. by these shitty outsiders. <laughs> and it's he thinks it's a tragedy to him. Yeah. The end of that movie, he they cries. wrecked their parade. They yeah. wrecked the parade.
5: I mean, it was a beautiful parade. They got wrecked.
0: Well you know what? If they just cast him,
3: we wouldn't be looking at this. The one thing I will
5: say about this kind, and it's and we've there's been a lot of talk about rhetoric and 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 kind of what you're saying, like like putting this message in that he's not really saying, but he's trying to get it in there. You know, it's it creates also this level of uh, like abusiveness amongst people. Like uh, my grandmother is a huge Fox News person, and not that she's the barometer of anything. But I prank she's called, 90. But I prank called her with an Obama impersonator for the Howard Stern show. And the minute Obama got on the phone and he sounded just like Obama, she's like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't like you. And it was like but and I think I was like, Wow, she's so comfortable. Like the president is on the phone with her and she's like, No no no, I'm done with you.
2: That's was, awesome. Paul, I have a question for yeah. you. The phone rang. Yeah, and it was Donald Trump on the blower. What's your attitude? I,
5: I honestly don't think the first thing out of my mouth is "go fuck yourself." Or I look, I I I would be curious why I, why he was calling. Um, wait, would you call him Mr. President? <sighs> That's a tricky. It's a one. But by the way, one. I'm a person who, in a moment like that, I'm like, "Why did I call him Mr. President?" I did. I feel so shitty. No, I uh, like I, I don't know. That's a tough one. I. No, I, think I, I feel like he's so associated as Trump. Like, you know, I don't want to call him Donald. But I you wouldn't know. remember
3: to call Barack Obama I would have a Mr. sense president. of decorum. I think I
5: would have a sense of decorum, and I think that's the one thing that we should all have to a certain extent. Like, do I like his policies? No. Do I like him as a person? Not particularly. Like, but I also recognize that he is legally, the pre- or as of today, the <laughs> President of the United States. <laughs> you know, and there is a, there's a certain level of just respect that you should have for people in positions of authority regardless of if you like them. I went to Catholic school. I did not like those nuns, but I had to be nice to them or they'd hit me. They would hit you. You know, I mean yeah, and like I they don't know, hit. but like I mean like there's a certain level I think and I think we're that's getting more and more eroded as we go on. It's like you just can't be a dick to people all the time, right?
4: Here's why you should ultimately be the most fearful of Trump and who he is. Because we do know how much he loves golf. And we've probably all seen the recent video of him driving his golf cart on a green. But here's what I like. in the world, In the world of golf, which is a game that doesn't even test for steroids, it's completely based on honesty, keeping your score is completely hinged on you, you providing your score. And everyone knows you don't even drive the cart's Close to the green, he's willing to do that to something he cherishes. I want you to know <laughs> that's something. terrifying. I want you to know something. <laughs> I
2: screamed when yeah. I saw him driving on the green, because it was, it was, it's a golf course he fucking owns. Yeah, driving on the green—that is something you just don't see.
4: Ever. He probably got, got confused. Never. I have seen 98-year-old men walk from the cart path <laughs> over to the green. And them, you're like, oh, just drive on the fucking green. <laughs> Jesus. I but, mean,
3: <laughs> but he doesn't even respect his own body. Why would he? I mean, it's like he but, eats a bucket of chicken for But his love lunch and day.
4: passion for golf and even that, he's like, yeah, I drive on the green. So I had the same reaction.
2: <laughs> I, I thought, owned, I I thought, thought the this is a place. man who cherishes nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah.
3: Nothing. Except Ivanka.
2: He does cherish Ivanka. Oh. When we come back, <laughs> a segment called. Uh huh, sure, yeah, no, totally.
0: Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way.
3: Hey, hotels.com here. Tired of living like a sardine? We know a hotel where you can enjoy the open ocean. Book hotels with ocean views
7: in the Hotels.com app. Find your perfect somewhere.
1: Guys, it's been a rough year. It's going to get rougher, and you deserve a little treat for not going insane yet. You could head to the local tiki bar and tell the bartender, do your worst.
2: Uh-huh, sure, yeah, no, no, totally. It's fine. Uh, under panelists, under your chairs, you will find a card. That card has a quote. We have a mic in the house. I see a friend of the pod. What's your name? Hi, my name's Alden. Alton. Alton? Alton. You your friends were very excited about you participating in the game. They're not my friends. Did you meet them here? One of them's my wife. So you're not one of those I married my best friend types. I married a stranger. Was it about? (laughs) Was it it about land? (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to answer that if it was about land. It's about surviving the winter. Okay. It was about land.
3: Does she? Does she think she married her best friend?
2: (laughs) Not anymore. Okay. Okay. So here's how the game works. Uh, This week, Donald Trump admitted that he did not have any tapes of James Comey. A uh. masterful play
5: <laughs> from a real
2: smarty pants.
5: Yeah. <laughs> can uh, can we discuss the word the tapes?
3: Test. By the way, tapes. Yeah, tapes. Would they can, have been? Can t- I say t- the one <laughs> thing
5: about this like, that makes me laugh so much is that tapes. he revealed it now, which means that they took so long to come up with some r- like excuse. But they like it, if he came out the day after Comey testified, he's like, that was my plan the whole time. I'd have a little bit more respect. But it's like. A week and a half removed. No, no, no.
3: This was not a strategy, Paul. This was like an accidental thing he said to someone that was talking to him. It was not, I mean, which is what all of his interviews are. It's just someone says something and he keeps talking. It's not like he tweeted it it out in this one.
2: In a fit of peak, he tweeted, Can we better hope there aren't tapes? A fit of peak. And then he just hugged his mistake (laughs) for 40 days.
5: The same. I mean, have we ever come to the bottom of Obama tapped his phones? We haven't gotten into that either. Yeah. Alton. Aston?
2: Alden. I, it was so long ago that I've forgotten your name. I'm
3: Alton
4: Say, Aston.
2: Aston, Alton, Arton, Amton, Alden, Alden. 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 With a D. Alden. With a D. Southern? Hi, Alden. Yes. Mm-hmm. Southern. Where are you yes. from? Oh, did you forget where you're from? Where are you from, Alden?
4: It's really complicated. It really what? is. It is about land! <laughs>
2: Oh my oh God. God! How Where, did you guess that? So I think we've walked into a Don Draper, Dick oh, Whitman situation, boy. and so we're not gonna—we're just gonna let Alden. Well, I said I
5: yeah. did quotes.
3: We're we, gonna let it go. We just had uh. a moment, which was like, is this what I tell this family that I'm with, or is it what I tell the other? family? I will family? say Alden is in a trench coat
5: with a top hat and uh. dark sunglasses on. Just uh, if you're listening uh, that at that moment
4: you do a public trivia, then remember you're in witness protection program. So anyway.
2: <laughs> So Alden, if that's your real name, this is how this works. We are going to read four quotes, okay? These are four potential explanations offered by various members of the Trump administration for why Trump made up the idea of tapes. Three of them were really said. One of them I wrote today. It is your job to decide which one is fake. Are you ready? I am. Okay, let's start. All right. Quote number one. The president never claimed tapes, because that's an invention of the media. President Trump said that Comey should hope that there are no tapes, but let's face facts, that's not a great headline. President tells Comey to express a hope, but that's the world we live in with the so-called gotcha press. (laughs) Put a pin in it. Think about it. Alden.
3: Why was a tweet like truth serum for him? That's concerning. Is that what you're suggesting? We didn't live any charade. We were busy creating jobs.
2: Heating up. Thank you for blowing into the microphone, Alden. It was fun that we did that together.
3: I feel I I misread it, Alden, but I hope you still got the point.
4: Honestly, you made it better.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: The reality is that he wanted to make sure that the truth came out, and by talking about something like tapes... It made people, and it made Comey in particular, think to himself that I better be honest. I better tell the truth. Alden, can you believe
2: that somebody may have said that? <laughs> that Trump's big plan was to stop James Comey, the man who cannot lie, from lying? <laughs> James Comey, who we have always loved 100% <laughs> of the time because he's perfect?
3: I know. I, 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 James uh... truth machine Comey. Yes, yeah. yes.
5: You never know what's happening when you see all that Obama administration and perhaps longer than that was doing all this unmasking and surveillance. And you read all about it, you know, the horrible situation with surveillance and all over the place. So you never know what's out there. I will say I read that like 15 times before I had to read it out loud. It does not make sense. And but, it, yeah,
2: so there you go. <laughs> but it, it doesn't not make sense in a way that's become quite familiar to all of us. Yeah.
3: It's sadly. saying Obama might have done it, so who knows if it might have happened in this other time that things could happen.
2: So, <laughs> so Alden, do you believe that, that it was the media playing gotcha, that the, that the president was just too busy creating jobs, um, <laughs> that it was a trick to get James Comey to be honest, or did the president actually think that Obama may have done it? (laughs) Which one, three of these really were offered, one of them I made up.
4: So what are the stakes here?
2: They're pretty high, because you can win a parachute gift card. (laughs) What, what? Get yourself a robe, get yourself a pillow, get yourself a second set of sheets after the way you
4: talked about your wife. (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely no phone my wife option for this quiz.
3: <laughs> your, your other kids in your other family would love those sheets for their bunk beds. How many it's
4: letters? Complicated. Can I get I'm from 17 places. Alden, I need your answer now. Yeah,
5: he, asked, he answered that as if we asked him how to get to his house from here.
4: When you asked him where he was from, he almost answered it like he was just some kind of resident, you know. <laughs> Like I, he's like, I guess I live here now.
2: I don't know. <laughs> he thinks he's from the improv
5: now.
3: I'm <laughs> from the improv.
5: I would love to see his, his, his letter. Like if he mails up his return address is really complicated. Here. Re- <laughs> no, it There's just a says here. A graph.
3: It says Alden it's here.
4: <laughs> I think yours, John, is probably not the most accurate because it's the most plausible.
2: Alden, you've won the game. Wow. Dun, 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 Alden, thank you so much for playing. Thank you to our panelists for playing uh, the various members
7: of the Trump administration. Let's roll the clip. Comey tapes, we know they don't exist now. Um, Democrats say the president was trying to intimidate James Comey. Was that the intent a month ago? Uh, the reality is, is that Um, He wanted to make sure that the truth came out and by talking about something like tapes made people have to, made Comey in particular think to himself, I better be honest, I better tell the truth.
0: Why didn't the president clear this up 41 days ago? He cleared it up in due course, but I, I want to go why? back to what But you my, just said. I think it's very
6: important what Kellyanne, you just said on, about just the FBI say, director. Why did a Just answer this
0: question, and then we can go why to did your tweet, can, why, did can it,
6: why was a tweet like truth serum for him? That's very concerning. Okay, Is but that why, what you Why did we live
0: this charade for 41 days? that there might be tweets, I, there might not.
6: We didn't, I, mean, sorry, I didn't live any be tapes, charade. Might we, didn't leave any, we didn't live any charade here. We're busy creating jobs and but rolling back why regulations. The stock market,
0: and the confidence numbers Answer definitively about whether there were audio tapes
6: he answered definitively yesterday that he has right. not made such tapes why he doesn't have sooner. such tapes but there could be well i didn't tape him uh, you never know what's happening when you see that the obama administration and perhaps longer than that was doing all of this unmasking and uh, surveillance and you read all about it and i've been reading about it for the last couple of months about the seriousness of the horrible situation with surveillance all over the place. And you've been hearing the word unmasking, a a word you probably never heard before. So you never know what's out there. But I didn't tape, and I don't have any tape, and I didn't tape. (laughs) When we come back,
2: (laughs) the rant
0: wheel. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up.
2: this is the rant wheel you guys know how it works we spin it and then we rant about the topic that it lands on this week on the rant wheel we have Trump's tech summit we have Cosby saying he's going to lecture about being accused of sexual assault we have the word adulting that you see being bandied about we have special elections in general we have Uber we have The play Dear Evan Hansen, which the the musical Dear Evan Hansen, which maybe was on the rant wheel last week and didn't get picked, and I thought to myself, let's give it another shot. Uh, We have celebrity dog food and Trump's quote tapes. Let's spin the wheel. I'm very glad it's landed on celebrity dog food. And let me tell you why. I have a dog. My dog's name is Pundit. She's famous. (laughs) She's famous as hell. And I used to feed my dog just a brand of dog food because it's a dog, and the dog would eat cheese out of a diaper, you know, doesn't care about the packaging. And I did a little research, and I bought a nice bag of dog food. But now I work in an office. It's called Crooked Media. And... And I bring my dog to work, as does my dear friend John, whose dog is named Leo. And I wanted Leo and Pundit to have the same dog food. I thought that would be nice, so we could just put out a bowl of dog food. You don't have to think about it. But but the kind of dog food that John feeds... Two dogs, one bowl, are we talking about? Two dogs, one bowl, Paul. (laughs) And the kind of dog food that John and Emily feed Leo
3: is no surprise
2: is called Delish by Rachel Ray
4: I would like that to be booed not so, for me that's job creation
2: so now I buy Delish by Rachel Ray and oh no no I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm such an idiot it's not called Delish it's called Nutrish <laughs> And now this is a free ad.
5: I don't want my celebrity chefs making food for dogs as well as humans because the kitchens are small. It's called range.
2: If you've got range, you should use it. And this goes to a larger problem I have. I
3: think it's complete genius. I would write Ina Garten's dog food in one second.
2: And I'd eat it myself. Dog food uh, is... (laughs) It really needs to be sold more based on how it smells to humans. Agreed. I want more focus on how it smells when I open the bag and a little less focus on how much my dog is going to love it because my dog eats anything that you put in the bowl until it's had it for a while, then it hates it. That's it. That's why I'm a big fan of snausages because it
5: smells like little pigs in a blanket. Pop them in, they're great. Until you taste them, then it's gross. It's like (laughs) Play-Doh. One for me, two for you, dog. (laughs) Let's spin the wheel. This is run its course. Hit that wheel! Evan Hansen, Evan Hansen.
4: Celebrity dog food again.
2: (laughs) You know, some very smart people on the internet have been like, it's not a real spin. It never lands on anything twice. Smart. It has landed on special elections. I am fucking sick of losing
4: special oh. elections. Oh. Yeah.
2: Let's just have the let's. <laughs>
3: this week Four was a real cock punch. Sad topic. Like
5: like, Sad topic on the wheel. It's just keep on. I feel like this is where I've I feel like I'm losing hope. I'm like, oh boy, it's like there just seems like no. There's no wins going on. And
2: it's all right. We get a lot of. I'm moral not sick of winning. A, a lot, lot of yet. moral victories. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> a lot of. That's almost, that's a good sign. And I know that that's true deep down. But it is nice to really get a real victory.
5: And the fact it was bigger than people expected. is like, oh, it's going to be close, like 800 votes. It's like, eh, no, it wasn't that close. This speaks speaks
3: to your point about the odds that you were talking about, if I dare I say, before the show. Where you were saying that people only understand one in a million in 50-50. And that this is the kind of thing that's preying on that part of your brain. Where you're like... It's a competition. You think that one person just has to pull ahead. This is the only hope that we have.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, look, these were four really hard. We had four of them, and they were all really hard districts, and we got so close in Montana. We got close in all of them, basically. I mean, we tightened the gap by so much.
5: We lost to a man who body-slammed a reporter the day of the voting. We lost to a woman who said, um, I don't believe in equal, uh, a, a livable wage...
3: Like these are like this is like these are all things I want to hear, Paul.
2: (laughs) Anyway, I'm sick of these races. I'm sick of twenty million dollars on one house race. These poor people in these districts are just putting signs up on their door that's like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, that's it. That's it. No more special elections. Let's do it all at once. (laughs) Let's spin it again. (laughs) If it doesn't Ah! I'm into it, it has landed on dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm kidding, it did, and I'm not cheating. It
4: landed on Uber.
2: Uh, did you hear that the, uh, the, the CEO of Uber left and then Bill Cosby
5: took over? And yeah, it's really, it's really excited for that.
4: Big move, <laughs> big positive move.
2: <laughs> He's still on the board. It is amazing what it takes for someone to lose their job at Uber. Yeah. It is pretty gross what was going on in that company.
5: And wasn't there a whole letter-writing campaign internally after he was fired, like,
2: bring him back? Well, it's only been, that like, just three happened. days. That, that is, it, right. Right. I would keep an eye on those guys. Yeah. <laughs> and how about the fact that in the meeting where they were announcing that they were making a bunch of changes, did you see this? So Ariana Huffington is speaking to the crowd, and she's like, we're going to make a lot of changes, including adding some women to the board. Oh. And then one of the guys like, that'll just be more talking. Like, what oh, is yeah. Larry the cable guy <laughs> doing on the board of Uber? And how do you not know not to say that in the meeting about your sexist in, corporate culture? In, that is incredible.
3: In, in <laughs> yeah. fairness to that man, he was a 75-year-old white person who had done nothing but make money and was born to money his entire life. The, to speak, me, in fairness to him to
4: he was me, speaking real, his truth I mean he literally lives by rioters <laughs> <laughs>
3: the most surprising thing I heard in all of this was that Ariana Huffington is Travis Kalanick's uh, mentor that she has his ear I found that really surprising
2: Yeah,
7: they're like buddies. for they're a long buddies.
3: time not just now to so me, why where was she during all of this well it's the
2: kind of thing like she's really neat he's really sexist <laughs> 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 I,
4: I, where
3: pull. has she been until now I just
5: want Get to the real story to me is the offices of Lyft they're just like yeah that's a fucking party every day I don't think so for the you listeners Paul did
4: a masturbation I, type motion <laughs>
5: <laughs> they're jerking <laughs> off on their own computers like well buy more Because we're going to have so much money. I think think this brand
3: 100% survives this problem. I think they replaced this guy, and this brand survives it, and we all forget about it.
5: I did have that terrible moment, though, where I had to reinstall Uber because I was in a place where Lyfts didn't exist, and I didn't know how to... Get a, and I felt really shitty about I it. Did, I, a, I, I did the
2: same thing. It was like, well, I
5: gotta get somewhere. You know, <laughs> like, no, no. it was a real like. It was a real moment and a where I'm like,
3: Taxi wasn't an Stop. option. It was not. There was not an actual there, taxi.
5: But it, it's the wor- it was the worst feeling watching that little full circle get full on my iPhone. I was like, <laughs> Fuck. And then they had you again. They did, but I but I, I put it in a different folder.
4: Ah, uh, good for you. Can we? Can we? It one more not time? easy to do. <laughs> you put
3: it in the math folder in case a woman wanted to have a fight yeah. with you. She would never. You want to have a there, math right?
2: fight? Let's spin it one more time. Can we just yeah.
3: talk about Dear Evan Hansen, or do we? Ha- does the wheel have to dictate it? If it
2: doesn't land on it this time, we will just talk about okay. it. I'm fine with that. It's not my show. I can Do whatever I want. Come I think- on. Uh,
4: even close! No, you know
2: what? No, we're not doing that. We're gonna talk about Dear Evan Hansen. Yay!
5: Dear Evan Hansen to
2: me is like a musical version of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So, so this is the thing about Dear Evan Hansen. I have complicated feelings about it. It has some, I wanna just be very sensitive because I think that it has some wonderful songs, and I am a gay person, and I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna sit up sit here and say that there aren't some wonderful songs.
5: The mom's song? broke
2: me that was the song yeah. that broke me beautiful the first two songs of the musical <laughs> and uh, the, who's the lead in that Ben uh, Platt Ben Platt. Platt is fucking amazing amazing up. so this is
5: not
3: he's a. he's playing you in the
5: movie
2: version of exactly. your life his best
5: friend is
3: great
2: I everybody's great know that right what
3: he's playing you in the movie version of your life
2: that means a lot to me yeah I think he's handsome and Neb. You know that? That means By makes the way, a they, do have, a be, yeah, they do have a beautiful wheel
5: in the Broadway production. <laughs> it's where magnificent. he spins well, the, wheel the real like, wheel. Yeah, the real yeah, wheel. The director yeah,
2: yeah. had this concept about how the wheel is really about life uh, and the wheel becomes yeah. sort of central to yeah. the music. He
5: spins the wheel it and it's a different a part of your life that gets it. And wheels
4: should be hard to lug around. <laughs> they should. It should be worth the effort.
2: <laughs> yes. So, Dear Evan Hansen, this is not a black and white situation of criticizing Dear Evan Hansen, but. I'll we'll say this. It's sort of about a sociopath who is lovable because he's nebuchadnezzar. You know? It's a, like, what's the message exactly? I don't know if you've seen Dear Evan Hansen, but he pulls some fucking shit and he that's should I'm, not have done it. That's what I'm saying. And, and, it, and, and, and spoiler how? alert,
5: it leaves on a way where there's like, yeah, I guess we did that. Like, there's no comeuppance <laughs> to, to the main character ultimately.
2: This main character. Paid by the wonderful Ben Platt deserves that singing Tony. Wonderful songs. Does the craziest and most evil thing a person could do to a family in mourning, and the moral of it is: as long as you feel bad, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything turns out okay. And it's a little uncomfortable how much like brought, how much like New York fell in love with it. it. Made me very nervous about their sort of moral center. You know yeah. what I mean? Did you have that feeling? I did. No, that, that's what I was like. I didn't know
5: what I was about to see. Like, I, I was like, you're gonna cry. You're gonna cry. Get get the tissues ready. You're gonna cry. I didn't have, and, and so I was like, what is this story? And then I was like, oh, this is like, a, it, it was like I say curb because it felt like an episode. It's like, oh, this guy's lying. And it's like, it's, he's putting his face, yeah, it's a sociopath. It's a, it's a totally different story than I ever thought it would be. And I did cry. At least you a
3: teenager, though.
5: Yeah, I guess so. I cried a bunch. I cried at the mom's song big time. I cried very easily. Okay. I cry easily now with kids. I, like, I'm always crying. Do you cry now because of kids? because oh, you're tired? Oh, God, yeah. Or because you're sentimental? Oh, or I both? Uh, No, I think I'm just more open to, like, I'm just like, I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve, people. Uh, no, but it's true. <laughs> true. Like, I'll see something now. I'm like, yeah, I'm wrecked. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I was maybe, people told me I was going to cry, and I think I was fighting that off. But I can, I'm the person who, like, I can cry at, like, Transformers. I'm but like, also it's oh, a, that girl uh, did love that but robot. But it's a Broadway Canopy's m- musical. Dead.
2: I cried at the, the end of Centennial Man. It's the most manipulative
5: form
3: ever. Yeah,
2: 100%. I will do that. I will cry at this
3: It's a one. manipulative form.
2: It is. It's it is. It's it,
4: yeah. It's tugging the heartstrings, yeah. you know? But really, I do yeah. not know anything about this musical. <laughs> if anyone's like, did the one guy leave? <laughs> I am yeah. still here. I did not. I do not have You'll see offered. the touring Roring.
3: company when it comes to Greenville.
4: Based on what you have
2: learned, <laughs> I would like you to tell me about Dear Evan Hansen.
4: <laughs> I I think, I, from what I gather, he breaks into a house, <laughs> grabs a pen and paper to write a friend a letter, and the family discovers that he's doing that, and to like... And they're like, hey, by the way, our dog just died. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know why you brought that up. Everybody's clothes off now. <laughs> and you're just left there going like, but what was he going to write to his friend back home? You're 90% close to <laughs> yeah, it. You are.
5: You are too close for comfort. <laughs> uh, I will say, though, I mean, I, I mean, we're making fun of it and we're kind of ripping on it a little bit. I love... Like, Mike's uh, theater experience, in there, loved it, listened to that soundtrack on my phone. Absolutely. Great songs, great everything. But when you take a step back from it, you go, huh,
2: (laughs) okay. Yeah, it's like you can get away with anything as long as you're kind of awkward. You just are like, oh, shucks, I fooled a family with a dead kid for a while.
4: Weird,
2: weird
3: vibe.
4: So I was off. I was a little <laughs> off. Okay. You
3: were close.
4: Yeah. Alright.
3: Yours was the plot of The Ref? Is that what that was? I think it was. was? Oh, and that's one of the only
4: movie I've death. seen. That's the only musical I've ever seen.
2: <laughs> Rory thinks they're all The Ref. And that's our show. <laughs> I want to thank our panel. Jessica Chaffin, Rory Scoville, Paul Shear. I want to thank you guys all for coming out. Hi. Hi.
4: Um, so we've been focusing a lot on healthcare and, like, Russia and all this stuff like, super important. But also,
3: like, I'm a teacher, so I'm, like, personally invested in the matter. But, like, aren't the people that are, like, growing up and, like, going to school and, like, becoming humans, like, that education process that Betsy DeVos is in charge of, like, what should we be talking about besides, like, educational civil rights and, like, students with disabilities should be, like, supported. Like, what else should, what should we do?
2: Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. So the good news about this is that the Department of Education is the weakest department in the federal government. Uh, she doesn't have that much power over over school districts and what happens at the local level. I, I, I do think right now the single – like, I would say the two biggest issues in terms of what's happening at the federal level – for education outside of specific education policies are Medicaid is how a lot of kids with disability get help in school. I'm sure that's something that you see yep. every day. Uh, so so yeah, so <laughs> that's like a really important thing. I don't think people realize just how much Medicaid has has woven into the fabric of the way people with disabilities function, it helps people get to work, it provides, you know, support so that people can go to school and have jobs and like have a life. So that's a really important part of what's going on. Um, and then second, you know, the other thing that I, I just think about all the time is I remember Bill Clinton getting inaugurated when I was, I think, in in elementary school. And like that like left an impression on me. And like I th- worry there are a ton of kids who are going to spend the the formative years of their life thinking that this what's happening right now is the way it it always was in the way it's always been. I mean, one of the things about being a kid, as long as your life has not been sort of and too many kids have terrible things happen to them. But a good childhood, part of the experience is that things are always the same, right? It's like, that's it. Things don't change. Your parents don't change. You know, people are old and that's what your teachers are always your teachers. And the president's always like this. And just I worry about what it's like for kids to grow up in a world where Donald Trump is president. I'm really scared about what the effects of that are going to be. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm Chase. Hi, Chase. Uh, just a quick question for your uh, personal opinion. I know it's early, but uh, how much of a real chance does this guy, uh, Randy Bryce, in Wisconsin have
4: against uh, Paul Ryan?
2: That's really interesting. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but Randy Bryce, a.k.a. Iron Stash, uh, he put out this ad. He's an iron worker. It's a great ad. If you haven't seen it yet, you should go watch it. But it's a, basically, he has this great line, which is something like... Uh, Why don't we trade places, Paul Ryan? You work the iron, I'll go to D.C. Oh, my God, even just saying it, how cool is that? (laughs) Paul Ryan working the iron. I also would want to see that. We don't have to like him, but Paul Ryan's handsome. He's got a hard hat, it's a little bit hot. Maybe somebody brings him an iced tea. Didn't think it was going to go that way. I didn't think it was going to go that way. To your question... Randy Bryce, I think he's got a shot. I, there's going to be a primary and, and we'll see what shakes out of that primary. I think Randy Bryce, I think it'd be he's great. I think there's probably going to be some other great people in that primary. But regardless, Paul Ryan's in an R plus five district. Uh, John Onsef lost by four points in an R plus 23 district, right? Uh, uh, in Montana, the swing was seven. I mean the, the the swings have been well above five points. So we got a real shot and it would be, look, winning the house. Would be wonderful. And I don't, look, if Paul Ryan keeps his seat and we win the House, that's terrific. We'll all be fine. But what a little feather in our cap <laughs> to kick that guy out of Congress. And then how good will it feel to, to, to know that Paul Ryan has now has to lower himself and make several million dollars a year doing whatever you do after you're Speaker of the House? So, joke's on him. <laughs> No justice. We just have to win. I have nothing else to say. End of show. (laughs) Thank you guys for coming. Have a great night, guys.